Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's Sales Talk Podcast. Diving deep into the world of sales and entrepreneurship by interviewing top leaders and influencers from around the world so you can overcome obstacles and achieve success. And now, here's your host, international best-selling author and business expert, Anthony Garcia. Catapult Commission's family. What's up, team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapult Commission's podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Guys, I'm super pumped. I got a special guest with me. I'm recording in a new studio today. Uh, I am recording at the Content Lab down in Bakersfield. Uh, it's a place that we've created some content. We've done some work with the team here. So if you're in the Bakersfield community and you want to learn more about it, shoot us a DM. We'd love to share with you how to get connected with the team at the Content Lab. Now, my guest today is near and dear to my heart. Now, if you've been following the show for a while, you realize that we bring guests on on a consistent basis where we're talking about sales, entrepreneurship, leadership, and we hear stories of growth, trials, and tribulations. Now, every once in a while, we sprinkle in something that hits close to home that I think we all resonate with. So if you listen to the show about six, seven months back, uh, I had the one of my coaches at Immersion CrossFit come on named Jennifer Wright, and you know we'll put a link for that show down in the show notes. You can check it out. And we talked a lot about her story of entrepreneurism, how she built her gym and been uh, up and running for almost or over 10 years. Now I have Amy Schillen with me. That's it. I butchered it. <laughs> totally butchered it. It's okay. I forgive you. I got my coach Amy with me, right? <laughs> and... Amy is a personal trainer. She's a coach at Immersion CrossFit, but she also is a personal trainer with an expertise in nutrition and expertise in bodybuilding and really an expertise in helping develop young athletes. We're going to edit that part. She has an expertise. Oh, that's going to piss me off. All right. That is that. Totally lost my train of thought. All right. What was I saying? She has an expertise yeah. in bodybuilding. Okay. All right, Carlin, we're going to pick that up with the expertise in bodybuilding. All right. <laughs> so Amy has an expertise in bodybuilding. She has an expertise in nutrition. And she has an expertise in helping young athletes compete and develop at optimal levels. And here's why she's with us today, guys. If you are a high-performing sales professional or an entrepreneur and your fitness isn't on point, we're going to talk with Amy. We're going to share uh, some things with Amy. We're going to pick her brain a little bit, and I guarantee you're going to want to stick tuned to this episode. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad. happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. So now, <laughs> Amy, so here's, here's, here's the deal, right? So this show talks to an audience of people who are entrepreneurs okay. who've, who are in salespeople. And you know my story. And Catapulting Commission's family, I may never share this on the air, right? I, I got back in across it, was diagnosed pre-diabetic, and totally terrified and scared the shit out of me. And went back to CrossFit and then did a little bit, kind of didn't take it serious, jumped in, got my nutrition in order with Amy and have completely 180 the direction I was going in. So Amy's near and dear to my heart. So Amy, do me a favor here. Why don't you share a little bit about your background okay. and your fitness journey and where you started? Because where you started is not where you're at today. Right. right? For those yeah. who listening to the audio version, they Go watch the video right now. Amy's swole, right? There's, there's muscle on top of muscle here, right? <laughs> but if you go find Amy 10 years ago, it's not the same person. Yeah, it's very different. So give us a little little background on your journey. Okay. So, um, yeah. So like he said, I've never really, uh, before I got into fitness, I wasn't really a fitness freak or anything. I did dance from the time I was three. That's about it. That's the extent of my fitness. I did cheer for 
a couple years in high school and mainly because I was love and dance. Um, so I actually didn't start going to a gym or working out until after I'd had my first two kids. And then after that, I was like, man, I need to do something because I got big. So <laughs> I actually started with good old Tybo at home. Billy Blanks. <laughs> yeah, old school, old school Tybo. And from there, um, I used to take group classes, which I think is pretty much what anyone really does is when they're intimidated by the gym, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're doing. They join a group class. So I joined a uh, club boxing class, actually, and I loved it. And uh, my instructor, she was getting ready to open her own gym. And she asked me, she's like, hey, I think that you would be really good in this field. Is it something that you're interested in in teaching? Like, would you want to get certified and come teach for me at a gym that I'm opening? And I was like, I never really thought about that. I had young babies at the time and I was like, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Like something for me to do outside the house. And so I started it more as a side gig okay. and for something to kind of just fill my time and to kind of give me something to do outside of raising a family. Right. And so um, from there, it just spiraled. Like I started to just do any cert I could um, pick up any facet of fitness that I could. Um, I am very much the person who just all the lifting, give it to me, all the okay. fitness, give it to me. Okay. Um, so I taught group classes for a very long time, about five to six years. And then, um, I actually left the fitness field for a little while and went and got my cosmetology license, pursued that, and then came back to it, um, post-divorce really. Like there's always something pivotal that happens yeah. in life, right? That brings us back to fitness. Um, and they always say breakups make bodybuilders. <laughs> so that's essentially what happened ultimately. Um, and you know, there's that, that coat catch phrase of fitness saved my life. Yep. But, um, for me, like it truly seriously did because I was going down a very dark path, like divorce, I feel like can lead you two different directions, right? You either can pick yourself up like drastically or you kind of spiral. And in most cases, you downfall first, right? Mm -hmm. And then you either continue to downfall or you find somewhere in there a way to pick yourself back up and move on with your life, right? So that's kind of what I did. Thank God for my raising and my good um, parents and how I was raised because I kind of had to check myself. And by society standards right now, how I was living and like drinking and partying is probably pretty normal. Okay. Um, I don't think that I was doing anything like ultra mega crazy. It's, it's seems to be society standards now where that's just totally fine to just drink every day and just party your life away. And so for me though, it was like, dude, like this is leading me nowhere. Um, it's ultimately negatively impacting my life. There was nothing positive coming out of it. And so I had to really check myself and find something else to bridge that gap. So a lot of times when we're trying to get rid of something in our life, it's very not good positive behavior to kind of fill that gap. So if I'm trying to get rid of partying and drinking, I need something else to fill my time. Well, lifting weights is what I found and what I like to do. So um, I was going to body exchange at the time here in town and um, one of the managers approached me and they're like, it seems like you know what you're doing in here. Like, what's your background? And I told them like, I used to teach group classes and they're like, hey, you should probably, you know, join here and maybe work for us. So I actually 
left the cosmetology field and came right back to training. And that's where my passion was in general. And that's what I wanted to pursue in my life. That's where I found the most joy. Um, and that's what I was most inspired by. So I actually came back to training and coaching. And um, I actually first learned about bodybuilding here in Bakersfield. No did way. I yeah. did not know that. So like being in the fitness industry for five, six years, right? Outside of Bakersfield, I honestly had never heard of bodybuilding ever in wow. my life. So um, I saw people prepping for shows and I got interested and I'm like, well, what is that? Like, what does that entail? Like, what does it do? And for me, I'm always down for any challenge. Okay. So I found it as, okay, this is a cool new challenge that I could try and wound up really loving it and wanting to kind of see where my body could go and where could I push myself to. And so I did about four or five shows. And um, it was super fun and it was super cool. And it and, and honestly teaches you so much about your body and so much about nutrition in general and your hormones and how, what affects your body and what doesn't. And so um, from there, I just kind of just got back into personal training and then found CrossFit. So Amy, what excuses do people give to you that are these professionals, that are these entrepreneurs, that are these high-performing people in business or life on why they can't make their fitness a priority? Uh, so top, top number one is I don't have time, which to me is the kid's excuse of my dog ate my homework. Okay. Um, number two, you know, I've got kids, I've got work, I've got all these other things. And I'm just stressed out and I just want to stay home and relax. Um, one is another one is like, well, I just don't feel like I can't. Okay. There's a lot of I can't that comes at you, but mainly, honestly, I don't have time. All right. So time catapult family. We've heard this before. I'm sure you're listening right now. You've said this before, right? When someone comes to you and they don't have time mm -hmm. and they're like, I want to get into fitness, like, is it really a timing issue? Like, I mean, let's be realistic. You, you said it's the, your homework or the equivalent to kids saying they don't have their homework. Mm -hmm. Some people start working with you a little bit more deep and you start peeling layers back. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people that you said I didn't have time. What are the layers you start peeling back and seeing in people? Well, it boils down to priority, really. Like, what, where's your priority at? Where does it lie? And, and you can always find time and make time, right? So, like... We can find time and make time to watch our favorite shows. Yeah. We can make time to browse Instagram. So in those moments, like, why are you not at the gym? There's other things that you could be doing. Um, and I actually was watching today um, David Goggins, and he was talking about how, you know, write down everything that you do in a day. Write yeah. every little thing that you do down during the day and see how much time you waste. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I, I think I have improved in my abilities of time management. But if I was to do that exercise, yeah, I definitely think there's time I waste in my day doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Nothing productive. Okay. So you come, clients come to you, they don't have time, right? Let's, mm -hmm. let's go past that stage. Someone says, okay, now I have the time. Now I want to work with you and, and I want to do all, you know, I want to get into this all. What are some of the mistakes you see people make when they come and start working? Like they go from cold turkey, not working out, right. not taking care of my fitness, not eating anything to saying, all right, right, I'm coming with you through either CrossFit or through private training or through nutrition and I'm ready to go. Yeah. What are some of the mistakes they make coming out the gate? 
Biggest mistake would be everybody tries to do everything at once. So when you dive in head first and you try to do everything at once, meaning you're going from having no restrictive diet whatsoever, no activity whatsoever. And now you're like, I'm going to go five days a week. I'm going to do an hour a day and I'm going to eat only this, this, and this. And then that's, that just sets yourself up for failure, right? Because now you've, you, you're going from one end of the spectrum to the other. You're trying to jump when you're still on the shallow end and you're learning how to swim and you're trying to go into the deep end. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, think I, I think I was guilty of that. I think I still am at guilty of that yeah. at times, right? Yeah. There, there is this premise that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in. Right. And I would even say that in business and entrepreneurship, it's, it's really easy to go all in. Like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to consume my day, night, evening, uh, reading courses, listening to podcasts, writing stuff out, making it work. Yeah. But if I do that with my physical fitness, my body's going to say, slow down, sucker. Your like, body will stop you real fast. It's not ready. So there are some, <laughs> there are some steps along the way to, to help, right? Yes. So let's go back to your journey. Mm-hmm. Who helped you kind of keep yourself in check as you went? Because the Amy I know now is pretty hyper aggressive in your approach on your own personal fitness. Yeah, yeah. Did you like have a tough learning curve? Did you go slow? Because you you shared your venture here, Um, but who helped you along the way? I would say just like different instructors and coaches um, along the way. Like obviously, I talked about how how I got into it. Um, That female was a very vital part of, you know, kind of helping me learn step by step the process on how to do things. Um, Even now, I still have people that are in my life, like Jen, who owns Immersion CrossFit. She's a huge influence on me and mentor to me. Um, Just you have to be open. I think as a coach and and a trainer, one of the biggest downfalls I think of coaches and trainers is we always think that we we like to get this ego and think that we know everything. And if you get to that point where you believe you know everything and you're not open to other people's opinions and ideas and thoughts on things, um, you're going to close off the ability to continue to learn, right? So like I think over time, I've been in this industry now for 12, 13 years. Um, Over time, obviously that's been built day in, day out. And yeah, there's been a learning curve. There's been a learning curve with my nutrition for sure. Um, That honestly was the biggest probably learning curve was my nutrition. Um, And then as far as fitness, I think I just was very good about steadily kind of easing in, right? Because I had not, I'd gone from literally nothing to group classes. And so, and then it was, okay, I'll, let's just do some personal training. Okay, let's just do like a little bit of boot camp type stuff and light weights. I didn't get into heavy lifting until I moved to Bakersfield. So that's five, six years into my fitness journey before I even started figuring out, hey, you should be lifting heavier. Okay. Were you kind of like- Because <laughs> I was stuck in that female mentality of, hey, you only lift five, 10 pounds. I only want to tone. Ah, that that yeah, yeah, get that it. that's like the biggest thing that we as coaches and trainers here we want to tone and and we don't understand that toning means you are building muscle, you're gaining muscle. It doesn't just happen overnight. It doesn't happen by lifting a heavy weight. It's not easy to build muscle at all by any means. It's I love how you say that because you hear people and you're right. People, I just want to tone. 
I don't want to lift heavy. I know some like the female clients that I've worked with and even some of the females in my, in my family, you're like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to build. Yes. Right. And <laughs> I got, let's just address that. We're going to go completely off topic right now. Right. When someone tells me and I hear they're like, oh, I don't want to get bulky. Ugh. Right. And someone comes and tells you, you don't want to get bulky. Tell me your thoughts and I'll Man, tell you mine afterwards. I, you just want to slap them. <laughs> like I literally just want to punch you in the throat. Like, okay. dude, you, it's just like, it's, it's just, yeah, it makes me insane. I hate when people say I don't want to get too bulky, especially when females say I don't want to get too bulky because do you realize as a female how difficult it is? to build muscle. We don't have testosterone like guys mm -hmm. do. Like we don't have this high, we have estrogen that fights against us. And so it's like, it's not that simple, dude. It really isn't. I love your, so as you say that, what comes to mind, right? Cause I, I've had some of my female colleagues or friends be like, I don't want to go and lift cause I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, okay, I look at the women who coach or around me who are muscular or quote unquote bulky. And I'm like, well, one, this didn't happen for them over a 90 day fucking period. It no. wasn't like an introductory class. You started and boom. I mean, you just shared, <laughs> you've been, right? This journey has been 12 years and, I, right. and, and you work out multiple, like your, your job, your business is fitness. So right. it's natural that you work out multiple times a day. Right. And your fit, your, your nutrition, your, what you put in your body is 95%, 99% pretty on point. Right. We, yes. we all have the little one day or one meal. Right. So. When someone's like, oh, I don't want to be bulky, I'm like, I've got to be honest, that doesn't happen in a 90 day, it doesn't. 120 day window. Like It doesn't. And it may not even happen in a year. It may not even happen in five years because like you said, it fully depends on how often you're working out, how heavy you're weightlifting, um, how varied your routine is. Are you doing too much cardio? What are you eating? Eating is the biggest portion right there. The, your nutrition, like people who women who get bulky mm -hmm. <laughs> who build muscle live and breathe lifting and okay. live and breathe nutrition you have to do those things in order to really see that result happen yeah, yeah. okay let's let's talk on that nutrition component right you're talking to a group of audience right now that are high performers mm -hmm. that i'm guilty of this myself even now Sometimes I may skip a meal because I'm so busy. Yeah. With Don't something. tell me that I'm your coach. As this is true. <laughs> we're, on, we're on camera. We're going to definitely stay protected. Right. But, you know, th there's times where it's, it's hard to say, let me get this meal in or let me substitute this meal for yeah. whatever's easiest. Mm -hmm. Wherever you're at, right? Either on the road, it's fast food, mm -hmm. at home, processed food. But there's always easy opportunities. Right. Can you share a little bit about the impact Right. That that somebody has when they eat this crappy food and how it affects them all around, not just their physical performance, but mental, everything. Like, can you can you can you speak to that a little bit? How like a eating bad does yeah, yeah. compared to eating healthy? Correct. So like, well, let's just let's just say. True life. I'll share my I'm going to share my schedule. Yeah. Here, right. So right. there's days on my schedule okay. where I go work out with you and I say, OK, and. And I get home anywhere between, you know, 7, 7.15. Right. And some, some days I start my first call at 7.30. Some days it's 8.30. I usually, you know, for me, like I try to prefer to 9 because it gives me that window. But there's days it can't happen. So like today, for example, call starts at 7.30. Now, if I was to say, okay, hey, here's a crazy day I can't get control of. 
I would be on a phone call or a Zoom or some sort of meeting from 7.30 to 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And maybe a 15-minute break in between. And in that 15-minute break, I usually just sit in my comfy chair in my office to, like, decompress. Yeah. Food's not something I think about. So yeah. I'll go grab something cheap or easy that's in my refrigerator or order some fast food on Postmates, something that I can scarf within 10 or 15 minutes. Now, I'm not saying I do that, <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying is <laughs> if I did something like that, what talk to me about, like, how is that impacting me? Because there's people who are like, oh, this is great. I can eat this food and just keep going about it. Right. Like, what's the long-term impact and short-term impact if you see any mm, with this? Jeez. Um, okay, so short-term... Obviously, you're going to you're not going to you're going to start to feel lethargic, right? Like short term, what that food does is it's high content of fat, right? So it's not really benefiting your body in any way. It's not supporting your energy systems in any way. And if if, and if anything, it's just going to make you very lethargic. Like usually when you go eat like a heavy cheat meal, right? Like a heavy meal. How do you feel after that? Horrible. Horrible. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah. Right. Sleepy. Yeah. Right. 100%. 100%. Like that post-Thanksgiving turkey feel where people just go to sleep. So that lethargic uh, feeling will set in. And then over time, like that's not leading to your goals at all. Over time, what, we become pre-diabetic? Look at freaking diabetes right now and, and the raise the roof rates that it's going to and that pre-diabetic phase that everyone's going through. We have children who are suffering yeah. from obesity. They're For me, that's the biggest thing that pisses me off. It's like, dude, like there's no reason for that. They're children. Um, So it's just over time, it just leads to higher risk, right? Like heart disease, all of those things that we can go into later. But it's like it's it's a matter of prioritizing time and prepping ahead of time. Um, finding quick ways. There's so many things that you can do that are very, very simple. People, I think, overcomplicate nutrition. Mm. In their head, they think, oh, I don't have time for that. It's going to be, you know, a whole day of cooking. And it's like, dude, no, it really doesn't take that long. Yeah. I (laughs) used to be one of those people that was like, oh, my God, the concept of meal prep was a challenge. Or it's boring. I remember, yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely a component. Like, I can only Mm -hmm. have, you know grilled chicken and brown oh, rice. I think it's so, boring. Right. Yeah. Right. Everybody thinks this is my favorite is boiled chicken and plain rice. I don't want that. And I'm like, dude, that's really what you think meal is? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's an area that we're not really well versed in, right? You, you right. look at the areas of your business you grow and you're like, okay, I can do this well. I can do that well. It's an area that we don't focus on. And mm-hmm. I say we because I'm, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of the Catapult Commission's family. And, and I know there's people listening right now that are like, ah, but you know, I got to make money. I have to do this. I have to do that. And they put this component of their fitness and their health to the side. Right. Right. So Catapult Commission's family, if you're just jumping in right now, you're just listening to that guy, Amy, who's my CrossFit coach, joining the show today. I appreciate you guys being here. Go get connected with her on our social media. Her Instagram is Dumbbells and Disasters. Yeah. All right. Dumbbells and Disasters. You got that link down in the show notes. Go get connected with her. We're having this conversation right now about the food we consume and the impact on us as highly functioning professionals, entrepreneurs, salespeople. And I think we're in agreement here. The bad shit you eat has consequences. For sure. Give us some hacks on how to have good shit to eat. If it's, oh yeah, like like, let's just say, right? Same scenario for me today, Mm -hmm. right? I share my schedule, which Mm -hmm. is what I share with you today is can happen multiple times throughout the week. It's this massively busy schedule. What are some of the tricks, tips, hacks to get the nutrients I need, the proteins I need, the water I need throughout the day without like, 
maybe I can't take a break because I'm so so busy. Mm-hmm. How do I get my How do I get my uh, calorie intake and my my nutrition and all that stuff in order when I'm on a short window? You have a very short window. Number one, you should have prepped on Sunday. All right, <laughs> find some prep time. Prep on the weekend and then have your meals ready to go. That's freaking biggest easiest hack, right? Okay. Just do it on the weekend when you actually have time. That way during the week, you don't have to worry about it. If you are in a time crunch and you don't have things ready on, have quick snacks ready on hand, protein bars, protein shakes. Obviously whole food is gonna be way better than grabbing a protein shake or a protein bar. But like I told you before, Mm -hmm. like when you travel and stuff, um, put a protein, jug of protein in your car, have it ready to go. Have a gallon of water in your car ready to go. Have a gallon of water on hand next to you during your zoom meetings and just start marking that off make sure you get that gallon in by the end of the day okay um things like that that are like just super easy quick grabs cut up some veggies ahead of time have it easy quick grab to go stuff like that i mean there's meal prep companies that you can order from if you don't want to do it yourself yes. that are very straightforward very easy so yeah you're essentially telling me it's a component of preparation, yeah. right? Having some, some thoughts and you have shared any, even like today I shared with you, right? It was, the morning was rushed. I grabbed a protein bar. I was like, this is, this is it. Like yeah. why? Cause I knew I was gonna be busy and I knew that my day was going to go boom, boom, boom. So you look at things and you say, Hey, can I supplement this? So, you know, catapult to commissions family as, as Amy's sharing this with you, I look at it through the lens of saying, you have to make this a priority in yeah. the same way you make everything else a priority right i talk to entrepreneurs and business people who have so many various things that's a priority to them the clients i work with that have their fitness a priority mm-hmm. have a heightened level of success you think that's a coincidence no not right. one yeah. bit yeah i don't think so either I, I i look at the people who are doing really well in their business and their commitment to their fitness and what they consume right. in their body. And I've gone, you know, I've gone to dinner and have had drinks with these people. And I, it's a, it's a discipline, right? It's like, it's one drink. It's a clean drink. It's a clean food. Like there's no pressure. It's a discipline. Yeah. I like so, that you said that. So I see that. <laughs> so you, you, you're in agreement that the fitness journey impacts performance. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about the fitness journeys. Okay. There's multiple variations to get there. Right. You have a uniqueness about you that I think the clients that get a chance to work with you may not appreciate all the time. And the fact that you're well-versed in multiple forms of fitness. Mm-hmm. CrossFit. Yeah. Bodybuilding. My favorite one to say, Zumba, right? You, yeah, you... Fun fact, Amy was a Zumba instructor. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to tell the whole world. I think that's awesome, right? Would you have ever guessed that? Never, never in a million years. <laughs> never in a million years, right? Listen, listen Catapulation, if you're listening to the audio only, right? I'm, I'm sitting next to my CrossFit coach. She's jacked. She's muscular. She has tattoos. She does not look like a Zumba fitness instructor. But she's a Zumba fitness instructor. Top of that, bodybuilding, CrossFit. Uh, so yeah. what, what are your thoughts, right? Like, I don't want to say rank them. But can you speak okay. to the different avenues for someone to get healthy in fitness? And is, is one better than the other? Is one better for a certain body type than the other? Is one better for a certain profession, like a certain uh, lifestyle type? Like, mm. just kind of share with me your thoughts on this. Because you're well-versed and you're not coming through it just through the lens of mine is the best, right? Yeah, you see right. the, the pros and cons of all of them. Right. So I look at it as just the same way I look at nutrition. So what it is, honestly, is 
what works best for you? Mm. What is it that you enjoy doing? Because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to stick with it. Same thing goes for nutrition, right? Like if we set, if I set somebody up on a plan for nutrition, I always ask, give me some like staple meals that you like have to have, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking like sloppy joes. Give me like some healthy stuff that you would prefer to eat. And I'm going to incorporate that in your plan. Because if I give you my own version of stuff and I tell you, oh, you got to eat tilapia every single day with some potatoes and you are not a fish person. Are you going to stick to that? No, I won't. No. So same thing goes for new fitness and same thing goes for, you know, lifting and a healthy lifestyle is what is it that you like to do and then figure out how to make that fit into your schedule and do that on a consistent basis. Any health journey is a day in, day out, habitual, consistent practice. It has to be habitual and consistent. And yeah, we're going to fall off. Sometimes there might be a day where you don't feel good, you don't go. But that doesn't mean that you just let the whole rest of the month go, three months go by, and then you're like, oh, I should probably get back on it. <laughs> this is why we fluctuate. So two things you said there that, that I think are worth mentioning, right? Mm-hmm. One, you mentioned do the thing that you love to do well. Yeah. My personal take on that, right? I, you know this, mm-hmm. I hate running. Like cardio, I running. Know. All of it. Like, I, I loathe it. Like, I, I kid you not. I tell Amy, like, if there's a yeah. cardio component, like, can I lift extra? Like, I would rather lift extra and be sore from my muscles than jump on a cardio machine for 10 minutes. Like, I think that, and that's, <laughs> I know, I know I'm being honest, right? I, I, I absolutely loathe it. With right. that being said, right, right, I'm not the type of person that's going to go join a running club and be like, hey, no. guys, I like realist, I'm not showing up. Like, I'm just, I'm not. I'm just, it's, just, it's not something that I'm passionate about. Right. So I like what you said, find the thing that you do well. But yeah. the other thing here, and this was a big learning lesson for me. Mm-hmm. If you fall off mm-hmm. for one day, it's not the whole day. It's not your whole system. It's not the end of the world, right? Like yeah. the world didn't end, the world didn't die. Like same thing with nutrition, you ate a cookie, cool. You're human. Yeah. It happens, we all do it. Even if you're a coach and a trainer and you sit there and you tell, if you're a coach and a trainer and you sit there and you tell me that you're perfect, and you've never fallen off of your diet, I'm going to call bullshit real fast. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because no one's perfect, right? No one is perfect. And so recognizing that no one is perfect, recognizing you will make mistakes in the journey and just allow it to be what it is and jump back on, cool, do it. Like if you get a flat tire in a car, do you shoot all the rest of them out? No. You... No, that <laughs> would be really dumb. <laughs> That's a good analogy on that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned in my fitness journey working with you has been, okay, I had a bad weekend. I had a bad day. How I've even come to you, I've come to Amy before and I've had a bad month. And you talk about like yeah. feeling guilty. I was like, yeah. oh my, I'm walking out of my assessment. Like I just like I got in trouble with detention at school. But <laughs> when you when we left and I remember that day and I remember that conversation, you were like, okay, you know what to do. You know what not to do. It was kind of like this harsh reality check which i think everybody needs you need somebody to hold you accountable like there is no path yeah. to success without a level of accountability like right. it, it just doesn't exist yeah right so you 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 held me accountable you had this conversation and at the end you said okay well that's over move forward and like i look at it through the lens of like you're right i do have to move forward like i have to pick up and just say okay this is the next step like i'm just going to do better today 
And, and Catapult Commission's family, your entrepreneurs, your salespeople, do you quit your career because one day someone told you, no, I'm not buying your stuff? Right. Do you quit your career because you had a bad month? Do you quit your career because someone said, oh, your product or service sucks? And the answer is no, you don't. You're like, no. ah, I'm going to get back up. And so I look at that. Right. That was a takeaway for me to apply that mentality to just the food I consume. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're... We're gonna we're you know we're gonna cherry we're gonna come back on two things here with Amy. One, I definitely want to get her take on on CrossFit versus bodybuilding because she's well versed in both and she kind of avoided it a little while ago. So I'm gonna come back and ask her again because I think Put it's incredibly it's incredibly important. I, I want to hear the differences, Dang. right? But before we do that, <laughs> let's talk the world of motivation and accountability. Yeah. In your fitness journey, mm-hmm. are you a type of person? Like, what motivates you to do this? Or is somebody holding you accountable to do this? And your clients, what do you see? Is it a motivation or is it an accountability? Like, what's making somebody say, hey, I want to make these decisions over and over again? Right. So for me personally, what started it was just needing an outlet, right? Like, that's how I started. That's how I got into it. Um, And then it became more of an addiction, really. Um, And... I wouldn't look at that word like, yes, it's I think it's okay to be addicted to things that are healthy for you, yeah. right? Like lifting and being active and being fitness forward. I don't see that as a terrible addiction, right? And so for me, it, it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I love. And it's, it's um, motivation is very fleeting. Motivation does not last. Okay. There are plenty of days where I do not want to work out at all. Okay. Plenty. <laughs> okay. And, but it becomes, it's, it's just what I said before is it becomes a habit, right? And it becomes a lifestyle. So it's something that you commit to yourself. You've made a commitment to yourself that you are going to stay on the path regardless of how you feel. Feelings come and go. Feelings mm. are fleeting. Okay. You will never regret doing it, but you will regret not doing it Mm. yeah so you don't ever walk away from a workout and you're like man that sucked i shouldn't have done that (laughs) yeah that's true i'm pretty sure that it's the days where you don't do it the days where you don't go to the gym the days where you don't make that extra step where you're like man i should have done that i feel like crap now that i didn't do it yeah so it it becomes habitual it's a habit yeah you you know the motivation comes and goes it's a habit right Okay, so I, I agree there. I think the habit of showing up mm-hmm. becomes easier and easier. And yeah. I also agree with you. Like, I, you know, you see me a lot of times, you know, before 530 in the morning, 540 in the morning. And my answer is like, I, you can tell, like, I, I don't want to be there. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm sore. I have a bazillion reasons why I wanted to stay in bed. But I get up and I go because it's become habitual. Right. What about the accountability component? Right. The accountability component. I I personally don't have, I don't feel I have an accountability person. Like there's no one that I report to, right? right, right. Like I don't, I don't check in with anybody and be like, yeah, I did my workout today, coach. Yeah. Like I don't have that. Um, but what I do have that I've always kind of had is I want my children to be fitness forward. Mm. I want my children to be healthy. I want my children to have healthy lives. And so our kids emulate every single thing that we do, whether we believe they're watching and listening or not. They for sure are. And so um, I don't ever push. I've never really pushed my kids to do it. I've never, you know, forced them to do it. 
I've always wanted to, to be organic, right? Like if you push somebody to do something, they're not going to stick with it most cases. And yeah. in some cases they actually end up hating it yeah. because you forced them to do it. So for me, it was always like, well, I'm just going to set the example and the example by doing rather than saying is huge phenomenally different actions speak louder than words to me for sure. Like I've always lived my life that way that I do by action. And so not only for my kids, but for my clients, for the classes, for the people that are watching who might need help in that area, like people are watching you, whether you think they are or not, whether they voice to you that they're watching you or not. And so it's like, okay, well, I need to set that example. And I just need to be that light and be that person and set that example. And then people will come to you and ask you, hey, how did you do it? Or, or how did you get started? Or, hey, can you help me? And I feel like that speaks volumes. Ditto. Like, amen to that. I love what you're sharing on that. I think the how you utilize and leverage your kids is a and accountability in its own, right? Like I want to be the example. Right. I, I think that's incredibly important. I think another area of accountability, and I don't, I think it's so uh, natural to mm-hmm. you that you don't even realize it's a system of accountability. Okay. I'm not hiring a trainer that doesn't look like they work out. Yeah. Like just, just be really transparent, yeah. right? I've, I've been to <laughs> numerous commercial global gyms or someone's yeah. like, this person's offering personal training. And I'm like, okay, like I, I need to know, and, and I'm not saying that you have to be the buffest or the thinnest or the right. most muscular, Yeah. but I have to have some level of confidence that you also work out. You're not just going to tell me, right? Because yeah. I, I, I have coaches and I've seen trainers that, hey man, they know what to say, they know what to teach, and I have respect for them because they sit by me sometimes and do the exact same work. Right, yeah. Credibility. Yeah. But if you don't do the work with me, and you want to tell me what to do. I'm like, it's just. I have to fully agree with you. And that honestly was one of the biggest things for me. Um, when I taught group classes, um, I actually always did the workout with my classes. Mm. Like always. Just taught while doing it. Right. So doing and teaching. And so for me, when I transferred over to, um, you know, when I worked for uh, different gyms, private gyms, and it was more of like, hey, you're the coach, like you're just telling them what to do. It was really hard for me, to be honest. Like yeah. it was completely hard for me because I remember when I first started going to group classes and being told by somebody, let's keep going. Like, and they're like yelling at you and telling you to get down and do 10 more. And those thoughts in your head start coming up, right? Like that evil voice, that mm. devil on your shoulder. And it's like, bitch, you get down here and yeah. do 10 more. You know what I mean? And you're just like, dude, you're not doing it. You don't know what this feels like. That's the thoughts that come up, right? Sure. And so, yeah, you're completely right. As far as like my position and my job as a coach and a trainer that's huge accountability to me because I've always felt the same way you need to look the part not only do you there's trainers out there who speak really well and they're really smooth and they're really slick and they almost remind me of car salesmen yeah they're just like that slick and you're like "Mm, I don't know because they just they they talk the talk really well but do you walk the walk I don't ever see you walk the walk so when I see trainers like that it's like you develop kind of this distrust and you're like I'm not really sure because I don't ever see you putting in the work. But if you're right by me putting in the work, I'll trust you all day. 100%. I would rather see a coach work out and fail. Yes. Than not work out all and tell me what to do. 
Right. Like it just, I, I, yeah. I totally agree with you on that. And there's, yeah, that, that level of accountability, right? Catapultic Missions Family, I'm going to share with you. You implement the same thing in your business, right? You want your business to grow. You want your sales to increase. Do the thing you're doing and do it in front of somebody else. Right. I promise you, you're going to do better. It's the sole reason that when I look at my business and I want somebody to do something in my business, whether they're going to do copywriting, social media management for me, if they're going to do uh, outbounding, if they're going to be an SDR, if they're going to be someone who, who closes or helps negotiate final deals with clients, they're going to watch me first. And they're going to watch everything I do. And I'm going to show them, this is what I do. This is how we do it. This is, you know, for me, this is the, in my company, this is, you know, the standards of what we implement. But I don't ever want someone to say, you don't do this. Yeah. Because, no, I, I'm never going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. So I definitely think that's a, a level of accountability for you. Um, right. and, and, and I see it. And, and I am that guy in the class. Every now and then I do ask, Amy, why don't you get down here and do it with us? And I, it's not that I don't think Amy can do it. I just... You know, I know I'm like, ah, Amy, come misery loves company. You can do it. It's not like she can't do it. So just come down and right. do this wall plank with us or some other boring cardio movement. <laughs> right. Back to this, though. CrossFit. Yes. Bodybuilding. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Why, I mean, the, man, this why? could be a whole show in its own. It could be a segment all on its own because there's so much I could go into. All right. So my journey. Right. I go to CrossFit in the morning. And right. I join Amy's bodybuilding class in the evenings. Right. So I do a combination of two. And so how about you give me your take then? Oh, I'm. So, let's hear, you, let's you hear want what my, you think. Oh, all right. <laughs> turn the tables here. No problem. So yeah. I am not. First, I'm going to say this. Put I am, you on the spot. Yeah, I am not the expert in either uh, either modality. Right? right. I'm not an expert in CrossFit. I'm not an expert in bodybuilding. Right. I, I know enough that if you left me alone in the gym, I'm not going to kill myself. I know enough where I probably could generate some growth. And I also know enough that if I did it by myself, I'd probably suck, which is why I voluntarily pay money for someone to yell at me. That's like how I look at my CrossFit bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. The results, I absolutely fucking love. Mm -hmm. But here's my take. CrossFit in the morning, bodybuilding in the evening. CrossFit has a little bit more, um, there's areas of more high intensity, Mm -hmm. right? Where the heart rate gets up pretty high like yeah right i i don't i don't wear one of those watches that monitor the heart rate but i know some of my some of the athletes that i work out what they do and they're like this thing says i'm gonna die soon right and they're not gonna <laughs> die right but their heart rates it's it's a, it's a high intensity yeah. high elevated rate and yes. i'll tell you this right so when i tell somebody i do crossfit no matter who it is right if they don't understand crossfit they have an opinion you're gonna hurt yourself you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and i'm like everybody has an opinion and i look at them I'm like through the lens <laughs> and i'm like i gotta be honest with you man like I don't know. I first walked into a CrossFit gym in 2013. It's 2023. I've been fine this whole time, I'm right? sure you'll yeah. be like, it's, you know right. what? I can get hurt crossing the street. <clears throat> you yeah. know what? And I remember this, right? When, when I made my second, right? And I took a break from CrossFit, you know, did various things in my life where it took me away from fitness. When I yeah. called Jen to get back, I shared with Jen. And I'll never forget what she told me. I don't know if she remembers this. She was like, yeah, you know what? She's like, I would, she's like, CrossFit's not going to kill you. You're going to be sore. Maybe your back's going to hurt. Your hamstrings are going to hurt. Right. Maybe one day your knees are going to hurt. Right. You're not going to die because you're not going to have diabetes. Your cholesterol's not going to be high. There's, these things are more dangerous than walking around with a sore muscle. And I'm like. Facts. True. Yeah. Yeah. So my approach on CrossFit, right, is there's a component of it that is incredibly high intensity and it's scalable for everybody yes. at every level of yes. their fitness journey. Yes. Right. So right. if you're listening or you're new, you're like, okay, I get that. Right. 
and by the way, I have zero affiliation if you go to a CrossFit community here in Bakersfield, if you go to one in your own hometown, if you're listening to me from somewhere around the country or somewhere around the globe, you can find a CrossFit gym within your in your system. He's getting paid. Don't worry, guys. I'm, Just kidding. You can go and get connected <laughs> with, with somebody from the CrossFit community and, and find a gym. I think there's a component of CrossFit that has a community component to it that I love. Yeah. That community component for me is accountability, and it's why I keep going it's yes. why i yeah. i think i not even i think when i left crossfit for a time being and try to do fitness on my own i failed miserably because there wasn't that community component so that's my take on crossfit right you know if you look at like specifically there's olympic lifting in it uh but there's some gymnastics in it there's some definitely some cardio in it and mm. you know i joke with people but i say there's some truth there i'm like i hate cardio i'm a pretty big dude i'm not the best gymnast in the world so there's two components i'm like ah but I try to get better every day, and I acknowledge that. Right. So here is where the kicker came for me from CrossFit to bodybuilding. They always have a bad rap, right? Like a CrossFitter looks at a bodybuilder bad, and a bodybuilder looks at a CrossFit like, you don't do the same thing, right? I don't want to get in the whole world of argument of kipping yeah, and butterfly pull-ups and strict pull-ups. But I will tell you this. We went to a bodybuilding, and now I do your bodybuilding class. Mm-hmm. I have muscles that hurt that I didn't even know existed. Right, yeah. And you've humbled me with 10-pound, 15-pound, 20-pound weights through isolated, targeted movements. Right. And if someone was to say which one is harder, they're both equally difficult. Yep. And they both have their own benefits. Right. Bodybuilding, yeah, I'm not showing up to bodybuilding and we're not running and we're not doing a bunch of high-intensity work. I think that's, I wouldn't even say that's a lie. Because when you go there and you're like, hey, we're going to do three sets of 15 on this weight. And, and you have, you know, 20 other movements behind it. Maybe I'm not doing physical cardio, but we're not stopping. That volume weightlifting, yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. tears into you. So, right. you know, I, I think there's pros on both sides of the component. Like, I don't see why either one gets a bad rap. I would agree. Yeah. I, I just, it doesn't make sense. I can definitely see yeah. some miseducation right. because before coming to your bodybuilding program, I had this misconception about what bodybuilding was. There you go. Uh-huh. That, it, you know, it, you, you look at it and you're like, you know, you're in my uneducated mind. And I'm going to say this, my un- uneducated mind of what bodybuilding was, was mm-hmm. they're just the same strict movements. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, how many times can you do this lift? How many times can you you know, do the curls right. and the hammer curls and the tricep extensions. And you're, you're like, <laughs> okay, right? And for you who is well-educated, you're like, that sounds so dumb to say. Not really. I mean, but it's the not truth. really. It's how I, it's how I thought about it. But that's how everyone perceives it, I think. And I love that you said uneducated or a misconception. Yeah. Um, so that's something I've, I feel like I could talk for like months on end <laughs> about the f- different facets of fitness and how much hate there is between different facets right Mm -hmm. and um that is one of the things that became very apparent to me when i moved to bakersfield and one of the things that drives me nuts right it's like if you want to find a quick way to like irk me talk about how powerlifters hate bodybuilders or bodybuilders hate crossfitters and blah 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 all of that triangle of crap right but when you really boil it down to the base layer of what those facets of fitness are we're all doing the same shit. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. We're all doing the same shit. It's just methodically different, right? The theology behind it is slightly tweaked, slightly different. 
Um, but when it comes down to CrossFit, and CrossFit has a crazy bad rep. Mm-hmm. So does bodybuilding because people are like, oh, you're just doing steroids and that's what you don't even put any work, which is a huge misconception yep. also. Um, powerlifting, you know, they get a bad rap too, or you're going to hurt yourself in powerlifting. But it's it's very uneducated people that say those things. Because yeah. if you really look into and actually do those facets of fitness, you realize that they're all equally very great for you. Like they're all equally in their own right, have every right to be in that space. Yeah. So there's no reason for people to be butting heads or hating each other. Um, the thing that I love about CrossFit is that it is constantly varied. Mm-hmm. And so you are constantly being challenged. Um, I don't really see myself getting bored. I don't see myself hitting a plateau of any kind. Um, and if you actually look at the high end level of CrossFit athletes, they do do bodybuilding. Same goes for powerlifters. They do bodybuilding, but they call it accessory mm. work, right? Yeah. So it's, it's muscle isolated movements that are called accessory work, but they all do the same thing. <laughs> all right. I love I love how you break that down because it's definitely some truth in reality that you're doing it. It's it's very similar to like the world of martial arts, right? If you find a really gifted martial artist that's in one discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, muay thai, what you pick one, right? Right. They have a certain level of respect for someone who has mastered their craft because they acknowledge you're going we're on the we're going in the same direction the vehicle might be a little bit different we're just kind of going in the same direction and i think you see that difference within the different uh you know approaches of bodybuilding we didn't you know i didn't share my my thoughts on powerlifting i think powerlifting looks fun because i like to lift heavy things (laughs) right but it's like for me i could think i could have fun in all three of them i I really could because i'm like all right i enjoy a component of each part right right and i don't i you know i'm not going to join a running club but Right. I mean, it's you just find the areas that that sit. So I, I love your right. approach on that. Yeah. And realistically, if you're sitting here and you're listening to this catapulting missions, you're like, hey, which fitness journey is correct for me? I would tell you, man, try all three. Find the one that works best for you. Find the one that you're going to do and you're going to stick with. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. Because yeah. your best friend could say, oh, go to this CrossFit gym. You're going to love it. And you walk in and you're like, I don't like the variety of movements. I don't like this, this highly folk, this high intense area yeah a lot of times it has to do with like what type of personality do you have what type of personality do you have what type of um effort do you want to put in yeah um what type of commitment are you willing to make to your fitness journey all of those things are going to come into play when it comes into specifics of what you want to choose um but speaking specifically to crossfit if you've watched shows like Physical 100, if you've watched um, any of these competitive shows where they have CrossFit athletes in there, it's typically a CrossFit athlete that wins. Yeah, there's just def- saying. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could definitely see that. It is the most well-rounded, conditioned. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why they call the CrossFit Games the world's best athletes, right? I, I you know, I would tell somebody that I used to joke with this, and I think there's definitely some truth <laughs> here, right? The reason I would start at CrossFit and I stuck with CrossFit, and I still say it's a component, right? If a zombie apocalypse came tomorrow and I had to survive, <laughs> the one fitness journey that would help me the most, I think, would be CrossFit, right? Yeah. Because could I be super strong as a powerlifter and bodybuilder? Right. Yeah. But yeah. you put a rope in front of me, 
Like, I don't right. know if I'm going to be able to climb that rope as fast or as quick as I can yeah. as a crossfitter who's yeah. like, oh, I can fly up this thing and down in a second. Yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah. Right? You just, you just look at different things. You're like, oh, that makes right. sense. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. guys. Well, I appreciate you being with us on the show today, Amy. I, 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 one, you've definitely have changed my life. You've changed the life of my family. Like, you, you've influenced everybody that, that is important to me, and you're doing a wonderful job within the community of immersion. So, let's share something here, right? How do you work with clients? Like, what, are, what is it when somebody wants to work with you? Someone, you know, the show goes out across the globe, but we do have a local audience as well. Someone's local and says, hey, I want to work with you. What do you recommend? Yeah. How do they get connected with you? What does that look like? I would say just go ahead and DM me on social media. Um, very social media active. And so that's e honestly the easiest and best way to get a hold of me. Just DM me. I do take online clients. I take personal training one-on-one, -on -one, nutrition clients, all of those things, everything from bodybuilding and any kind of fitness facet, honestly. So you can't- It doesn't can, have to be just CrossFit. It doesn't have to be just bodybuilding. So you can work with somebody who's online and remote and kind of help structure- Yeah. Mm -hmm. Catapult Mrs. Family, you heard that straight here. I do not support or endorse anybody else unless they're within my own community. So if you ever hear that, that's not accurate. But between <laughs> you know Amy and the family at Immersion CrossFit and the things that they do, it's incredibly impactful and helpful. Amy can definitely help you on both CrossFit, bodybuilding, just general nutrition, right? General lifestyle, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that comes in. So go get yeah. connected with her because Amy's Instagram is very active. You'll see exactly what she does and how busy she is. Yeah. And uh, if you're missing that, you know, if you're following me, I tag Amy or Immersion on a consistent basis because I'm there pretty often. So, Amy, I appreciate you joining the show. Thank you. I, I wish you nothing but tons of success. Go ahead and last thing, what is the social media handles for the people who are just listening to audio only? Dumbbells and disasters. The letter N. Yeah, the letter N. Dumbbells and disasters. You guys will find that in the yeah. show notes. Do me a favor, man. Go get connected. Follow Amy. Let me know your thoughts. Shoot me a DM, right? Where are you at on your fitness journey? And I appreciate you guys being with us this week. We will jump back in next week, picking up some of the business stuff that you've come to know and love. But this subject is near and dear to my heart because I see it happening with my own business and I see it happening with the clients I work with. Those that are physically fit and active, for lack of better words, they catapult their commissions to levels they've never seen. I love you guys. Look forward to working with you next week, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Catapulting Commissions Sales Talk Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Anthony Paul Garcia. Until next time. <laughs>